five, four, three, two, one. Hello, and welcome back to the Go There Do That podcast. So this is Alaska, part four, and this is our most recent trip. It was in March of 2022. Uh, it was actually mm-hmm. coinciding with our anniversary, our four-year anniversary, which is on March 31st. Mm-hmm. So we went at that time. And what did we do? We flew in. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Just want to say, what am I doing jumping right into it? If you're listening, thank you. And if you're watching, thank you. Um, last I checked, we were at... Also, I'm here. Oh, also, who? how could I forget? <laughs> we have Heather right here. Um, sorry. It's okay. I, I just, I didn't it's see right. you. I didn't see you there. I just got excited. <laughs> I just noticed. Excited to start. I just noticed that you were here now. <laughs> so I'm going to restart that entire thing. Okay. <sighs> I just did a podcast right before this, so. Okay, mm-hmm. <sighs> ready? Headband or no? <laughs> Five, four, three, two, one. Five, four, three, two, one. Hello, and welcome to the Go There, Do That podcast. This is Alaska Part 4 in our series about our trips to Alaska and experiences. So if you're a first-time listener, thanks for joining. If you're, you know, with us, followed the whole Alaska journey, congrats. Thank you for staying with this us. This is the last one. And this oh. is the last one. And smoosh is... And we are now hearing smoosh... Use the couch as a scratching post. Yeah, even though he has four. He uh he waited until we started to do that. <laughs> so I'm just gonna restart again. Okay. Because I don't like what's happening. Five, four, three, two, one. Okay. Hello and welcome to the Go There Do That podcast. This is Alaska Part Four. And if you're a first time listener, thanks for joining us. And if you are returning from all the previous other parts of Alaska um, that we've talked about, thanks for sticking around. Yeah. This is the last one. This is the last one. Until we inevitably go back. Yes. Well, yeah, we're going to go back at some point. But this is the most recent trip made in March of 2022. Um, It coincided with our anniversary, which is March 31st. Uh, So it was a pretty amazing experience. But... We'll start from the beginning. What made us want to go? Um, well, uh, I wanted to do a trip for our anniversary, um, mostly because, uh, I don't know if you remember, but in after the cruise in 2019, it kind of like ignited like a travel fire within us, even before Go There, Do That was a thing. But I had, like, planned a trip for our anniversary, for our two-year anniversary in 2020. And then we had to cancel everything because COVID. Because of 2020. Yeah. Enough Um, said. We were going to Washington, D.C. for the Cherry Blossom Festival. So I didn't want to recreate that, but I wanted to do something around our anniversary. And so... I looked up 
cool thing, as I always do when planning a trip, I just look up best things to do in and then insert whatever time period. Um, That's the secret, basically. Basically, yeah. Um, And then, yeah, the Northern Lights popped up, and I was like, oh, my gosh, that's, like, a crazy once-in-a-lifetime bucket list item. So let's do that, Mm because why not? So as of right now, this recording, which is in April, early April of 2023, Mm -hmm. so the, the sun right now is doing what's called a, a solar cycle. Mm-hmm. So every 11 years, and this, I didn't know any of this before. It's just I was my, say, yeah. my research when I've done. I planned it, you didn't know, and then it after. just became well, really cool. Because like, the, it just made it even better, yeah. The Northern Lights is a difficult thing to photograph. Like it's Especially if you've never done it before, it's like long exposure, mm-hmm. nighttime, mm-hmm. also in Alaska in march which is really cold cold yeah very cold the coldest i've ever felt so all these conditions you need the right cameras you need the right lenses you need the right settings and you need all the knowledge and i sort of gained that just going into it because i don't do a ton of research most of the time i'm just kind of happy to be there and i'm like oh yeah i got to take a photo of the northern lights yeah um i did look up the there's like a all these radars you can look up about it um the night of our anniversary, mm-hmm. there was a G3 geomagnetic storm. So back to the sun's solar cycles. So every 11 years, uh, it's what's called the solar maximum. So the sun just kind of gets really, really strong and works up a bit, has a bunch of explosions. And in its 11th year, around that time, it's... Uh, has the most explosions. And what these explosions are called is a coronal mass ejection. And those are basically solar flares. You know, you've heard of those. Mm-hmm. And when it explodes, it sends out a gravitational wave to Earth because, you know, everything about the universe is just super powerful unimaginably. And so we get these gravity waves that hits the Earth and or solar flares. So, Basically, our magnetic poles are like force fields, mm-hmm. like from solar flares and stuff. And that is what causes the northern lights, is the sun's interaction with the earth and magnetic waves. And the easy explanation is magic. I was going to say, so it's not just magic? No. Um, the locals to Alaska say that the northern lights is the whispers of their ancestors. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a famous astronaut, can't think of his name right now, but way back when we watched a video with him in it and he was just talking about what it's like to be oh, an astronaut. Yeah. Yeah, he's he's got a mustache. Mm-hmm. It's very recognizable, but can't think of his name right now. But he was talking about being in the International Space Station as they flew over the Northern Lights in it. And he said it was like, like surfing on curtains of light. Mm-hmm. And I remember when we first watched that, Heather teared up because um, it was pretty like... The way he described it yeah, was... Yeah, beautiful, yeah. poetic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we were there to see them ourselves. Um, and the, the place we stayed at was northeast of Fairbanks. So we flew into yeah. Fairbanks, got a rental car, mm-hmm. and it's like 30 minutes away-ish, like north. Yeah. yeah. The address is still technically in Fairbanks, mm-hmm. but it's like outside of the city. 
So you, yeah. you get away from the light pollution. Yeah. And it's looking away from the city as well. So more likely to get clear. That was smoosh. Clear skies. Yes. There's smoosh meowing. Yeah. We stayed at the Aurora Villa. Yes. Um, I guess it's just Aurora Villa. Aurora Villa, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's like a really cool, like modern looking hotel. And it's just like floor to ceiling windows. Mm-hmm. Um, so you get a pretty good view of the Northern Lights, even yes. from the safety and warmth of your room, which is how I experienced them the first night. <laughs> Not how I experienced them, <laughs> but, uh, so yeah, we, and, and the windows are all facing like North, like the biggest windows. Mm-hmm. And so yeah, the first night or it was the first night. The very first on, night we were there, it was, like, super late, so we just stayed at, like, a Best Western that's or something right. in Fairbanks. I remember that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like, the Northern Lights. Like, we, we were looking up in the sky, and we were like, is that? And we could just, like, barely see. We don't know. Yeah, I don't really know if that was it. But, um, yeah, and then during the day, we just, like, scooted around Fairbanks, seeing it, what there was. Didn't really do much, see. yeah. We didn't do a lot. Just walked around. Yeah, walked around a little bit. Yes. Because, I mean, like, you're, we were there to see the Northern Lights. Mm-hmm. So, unlike most of the other trips I plan, I did not plan much else. Mm-hmm. Because I was didn't want to plan too much because we were going to have to stay up all night. And, yeah, I didn't have too many objectives. And I get a little tired when I'm doing... I'm there for multiple things, you know, like yeah. we knew we had an objective and yeah. that was Yeah, and we weren't capture. there for very long. Like no. it was like four nights. Mm-hmm. I don't think we only had three nights yeah. really. Yeah. So first night kind of got there really late. Yeah. Couldn't really do much anyways. We yeah. were very it tired. It takes a while to fly from Texas to Alaska. Mm-hmm. So Tired. <laughs> so we just went to sleep. Yeah. And then, and it was in Fairbanks. You can still see them from within Fairbanks. Mm-hmm. They're just not as, you know, strong. Yeah. Uh, so Aurora Villa second night, which is our anniversary, yeah. four year anniversary, yeah. And this is the G three geomagnetic storm, mm-hmm. and so there was some other people who have photographed them before, and they were offering advice, and everybody's just like, "Oh, did you see them? When do they start? What happens?" Oh, like just asking yeah. questions until they start, because that's all you can think about. And then you'd be like. Is that them? No. Like, you're yeah. just looking up at the sky because you have no idea what they look like. Yep. You only know what they look like in photos. Right. Most of the time. Mm-hmm. And some, you know, like, you don't you don't know in person. And then I remember it was like a, like a haze. It was like a, almost exactly at 10 p.m., which is where, uh, when the other photographer advised when they started the night before. Mm-hmm. It was perfectly clear night, too. And, yeah, green haze just started, like, rolling in. And it was mm-hmm. very smooth and gentle. Curtain of light, like the astronaut said. Yeah. But slowly fading in, and you're kind of like, is that a cloud? But it's moving, like, too fast for a cloud because it's it's very high up in the sky, but also it's moving very quickly, mm-hmm. which is... Very interesting, but like, so you, from, what did you think whenever you first saw them from our room? Well, yeah, it was kind of like, wait, is that, is that 
is that like it, your mind is almost playing tricks on you because you're looking for them, but you're looking for them in the way that you see them in like photos. And so, yeah, just like a ripple of like haze and light and moving very quickly. Um, I think that's like how you notice it is because you see the movement more than anything. Mm-hmm. Um, like I didn't necessarily with my eyeballs see like the super, like the colors are there, but they're not as, um, they're not as vibrant as they are in like photos and videos. So you're kind of like, whoa, like what did I just see? Um, which is almost even makes it even cooler because it's just I don't know it's like your mind's playing tricks on you and from behind our room in our in our room the windows did sort of obscure them a little bit yeah um too so the best way to view the northern lights is of course from nothing obscuring right you know your your view yeah I definitely saw them way more clearly Mm -hmm. outside but But I couldn't I just could not hang out there (laughs) very long like I just kind of let you do your thing and I would go out there in short bursts and then come back inside because it was so, so cold. Mm -hmm. Like I'll never, I thought that you had gotten frostbite when you were like setting up uh, before, before it even got dark. You were like down there kind of figuring out like what angles, where you were going to set up and you came back upstairs and you were like, like your hands were like in pain and like you weren't like screaming but I could tell that you were like upset like you were in pain because your hands were so cold yeah I I think this happened while while it was while it was going on but yeah because I remember readjusting the camera and there was a point where their wind kicked up a lot and so the wind chill factor made it like negative 30 degrees and yeah, I remember I took my glove. I had these regular, like, snow gloves on, but then these, like, Arctic research gloves that we got mm-hmm. at the Fairbanks Yeah, REI. we went to REI because we were like, oh, mm-hmm. <laughs> we yeah, need better gloves. Yeah, because the gloves I had just weren't going to do and, it. And, like, face, mm-hmm. like, stuff to protect your face and stuff, too. Yes, because I wasn't going to go inside for too long. You know, it's just not mm-hmm. going to happen. So I needed to prepare for the weather. Yeah. And... I did, but your hands aren't prepared for the weather because when you take your gloves off, they're no longer effective. So, yeah, right. I could. it's very difficult to adjust settings on with the, the gloves on yeah. on the camera. So, yeah, I was trying to with the giant two pairs of gloves on, took it off, and I, it was less than a minute because it doesn't take that long to adjust mm-hmm. things, but I did it quickly. And then I'm like, well, that takes care of that. But the wind was just blowing directly mm-hmm. onto my hand but then I was like oh this, that was easy and then I tried like bending it and I couldn't feel it like it's literally just like not there mm-hmm. and then yeah I was like oh no like feeling started coming back sort of as I moved and it, it. Like, hurt it was just the most it was probably the most excruciating pain I've ever felt when the feeling comes back because they have a heater as you enter and exit the Aurora Villa um and I didn't think that was enough because it's still whenever somebody opened the door, you know, it was like, yeah, I still got to go. So I took 
all my shoes off, or you know everything off that you oh, have yeah, to take off. Oh yeah, because you had to leave your shoes in that area. <laughs> yes, every time, <laughs> every time I went in and out, yeah. you had to take off your shoes and leave them in the little heater room. But I ran up to the room, yeah, and I was like Heather, and yeah, I really did want to scream, but yeah. I just like stuck it under your like back because you were just comfy. I know warm. I was all warm, like mm-hmm. I could literally see them from like bed. Yeah, <laughs> so she was just hanging out, but then I was like. It's a it's a war zone out there. <laughs> yeah. Me, yeah. And then after that, I was like, uh, I'm not gonna spend too much time down there. Yes. It was scary. Like, I mean, I could see them from, like, it was enough for me for you to be having that experience, and for me to also be having an experience and being warm, which I'm not normally like a baby about stuff like that. But it was, it was so cold. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was the coldest I've. It was a. Like. If you look on Google Maps, the Arctic Circle is not too far away yeah. from where we were, because uh, north of Fairbanks, um, it's pretty far up there. Mm-hmm. Anyways, yeah, that's something that we had talked about recently was how we experience experiences differently yeah. together, because in. I mean, it took us a minute to, like, uh, like while we were there, after, like, we talked about it on this trip, mm-hmm. we had said, you were like, I just feel like we were, like, separated. Separate. Yeah. yeah. And it was, like, for our anniversary. Mm-hmm. But, like, we were separated most of the time. Well, not most of the time, but, like, while this cool phenomenon was happening. And it was, like, because I'm a baby and I couldn't handle the cold. Right. And I was just, like... In pain the whole time. Yeah. So experiencing it differently. Like I was in pain clearly, mm-hmm. but it was for a specific reason. Right. Right. It wasn't right. me just saying, I don't know, that's something. Like I'm not capturing photos and videos. So like mm-hmm. what, why, why, do you why would I yeah. put myself through that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah. And we have now like photos hanging up yes. in our room yep. of the Northern Lights. But yeah. You know, you were, you were, it was worth the sacrifice, Mm -hmm. your sacrifice. Well, I also had to baby the camera the whole time because I couldn't, uh, I had to constantly adjust angles because I had, you can't really see the photo you're taking until Mm -hmm. you take it and review it. Mm -hmm. So you had to do like test shots and then the angle's not right. So you Mm -hmm. readjust. And if you move it, since it's a long exposure, it'll look all blurry. Yeah. So you had to like take a photo, sit there for 10 or 15 seconds and you're just like watching all these mm-hmm. lights go, and they're everywhere. You. Like yes. they're all across the sky. Like it's not like in one spot, like the moon. Well, that was specific to our visit. You know, like oh, sometimes yeah. they could just be a little glimmer and That's go crazy. away all night. Like yeah, it, they this, were everywhere. This was a G3 geomagnetic storm. Remember? Yeah, like the sun was hitting the Earth with a partial like solar flare type of yeah. thing. Yeah, um, it was incredible. Yes, so it was and. We do experience things in different ways, but it, it comes together somehow, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, you are there to enjoy the moment, right? Because your work was done beforehand, planning. <laughs> yeah, that's true. And then while we're there, it's like, my work kicks in. Yeah. And I have to capture it. Yeah. Because it's like, you better take home some cool things, because we're yeah. not going to get all the opportunities to do it again. Yeah. But, yeah, and I was learning how to do the take the photos right the lights and there was a guy who 
I remember there's like a scramble when it starts because everybody's like, oh, there's, there it is. And they're like, are you sure? And mm-hmm. then some experts like already outside, like taking the photos. They're yeah. like, okay, so they're taking a photo. So we better get out there. But you don't want to just stay outside the whole time because it's cold. It's not fun. Um, but yeah, there was a guy with his tripod and camera and he was like having difficulty like, oh, but he was like panicking because, you know, like, mm-hmm. you know, they could, I guess, go away for the rest of the night. Yeah. So... Luckily, they lasted from like 10 p.m. to 6 a.m. Right. We were there. I stayed up the whole time. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, this one guy was struggling, and he, and I was like, "Hey, man, like, set up, take the photo." Like he was kind of sitting there. He was like, "I don't know how to work this camera." I was like, "What do you mean?" He's like, "This is my first time using it." Oh my gosh. It. Yeah, and so it was like a crazy, and so I took the time to help him. Help him, and it was him and his fiance there. But yeah, they had. Um, wanted to take a photo with the northern lights in the background, mm-hmm. but he had first he took his first photo was his fiance and the northern lights behind her. But I told him like how to adjust settings and it was yeah. a camera type that I'd used in the past, mm-hmm. so I was familiar with it. But I told him what settings to use and like not to touch the camera and all these yeah. tips. And so his very first camera or photo with that camera was of the Northern Lights, which is pretty cool. That is cool. But also, it might be a good idea to practice, because you might not run into an Ethan. So if you're going to go take photos of the Northern Lights, you might want to do a couple practice shots. Mm -hmm. A couple night practice shots. Well, so I was wearing the Kavik, like this cool jacket I have. With oh, like a the, patch on the, the side, and so people did come to me for questions like before it had started. <laughs> you look like a park ranger. Yeah, or I, li- I don't know, bucket hat and everything, yeah. and gloves, and this cool jacket that I had like just bought yeah. that day or something. Well, so you're like talking about the second night. So this is the no, still the first night when a guy had walked up before it started, and he oh. he asked me, he's like, "Excuse me, sir, do you know when the northern lights start?" And I was like, what? Like They said around 10 p.m. <laughs> like you're like in charge of the show. Right. Like, yeah. We're going through. <laughs> You're re- scheduled to start uh-huh. at 11. We're going through rehearsals now. <laughs> but yeah, that was a question that I was asked because I was outside really like funny. getting footage of stuff. But he's like, do you know when they start? Like, and I was like, he didn't say typically or normally. It was just like. Yeah. Like it's on the brochure. Yeah. Yeah. So. That's funny. Um, yeah, that was. The first night was magical. I got the yeah. best footage. Um, yeah. It was a lot of purples and reds. Mm-hmm. like, And you could see purples with your own eyeballs. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a very special friend I made that night. Her name is Vanessa Way. Mm-hmm. So it's Miss Loves to Travel on Instagram. But she's still taking crazy awesome photos. Just The Northern Lights was just like her weekend. And was like, yeah, I'm going to like <laughs> Iceland after this. To, yeah. Yeah. So she, and it was like her and her family there, and it was yeah, like her family. they all support her. Just understood. They're like, yeah, she just gets like this, and then she just mm-hmm. loses herself. But they all just like understood. They, yeah. It was really cool. Um, yeah. But she is the one that actually was the only other one that stayed up the whole night taking photos with me. Yeah. And I probably would have went to sleep if she hadn't have just, yeah. Been there. You yes. had someone to talk to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And English wasn't her first language. Mm-hmm. So... Um, it was funny because we still like, we had a hard time. I, I'm a, from West Texas, just mumbling yeah. and also freezing. So I was just like, whoa, 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 photo. Yeah. And so 
like us talking to each other, we were like, un- we knew that we didn't know like exactly what we were saying mm-hmm. to each other, but it was still like funny because we just both knew like camera terms. Yeah. And so we'd say those things and that's how we like communicated. Yeah. Really. And understood each other. Mm-hmm. That's funny. Yes. It was very funny. But also your, your face literally freezes up so you can't like talk very well. And have like a normal conversation. No, not, yeah. not at all. So, yeah, that was very cool. But uh, that was the, yeah, that was the first night in 6 a.m. I was slept for like mm-hmm. an, an hour or so. And then the next day I had, I did make plans for the next day where we went to China Hot Springs Resort. Oh, goodness. Um, That's right. So we were still staying at the Aurora Villa, but we went there like for the day and night. And so we uh, drove there and it was the most sketchy, icy road I've ever experienced. Um, It was about how, I think like an hour and a half drive. It was very long. We did go slower than we, I mean, safe, but it was literally (laughs) just a solid block of ice the entire way. They don't. In Alaska, they don't really have the uh, utilities or the manpower to yeah. maintain. I don't think it was like a well-traveled road. No. Like, it's not one of their highways. And normally, you shuttle to China Hot Springs. Yeah, normal people. But we drove do. the rental car. Or <laughs> the native Alaskans just speed past us, um, mm-hmm. passing us, like, on the road. It's very yeah, funny because we're true. going very slow. And then you look at this person's license plate, and it's just, like, Alaska. And it's like, a, they know how to drive like an old truck. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, but we went there cause they have hot springs, mm-hmm. which that was super cool. Yeah. Um, because there are these natural hot springs in the ground and it's just like snow all around you, mountains all around you. Like it is so cold, but then it's like a hot, like a natural hot tub that I thought that was like a really cool Yes, it was Experience. very well. It was very hot, not cool. Well, but, yeah, I guess. But so. yeah, that was that was is a giant swimming pool of hot water, and yeah. literally when you stick your hair out of the water, like you know, you dunk oh, your head yeah. in. When you stick your hair out of the water, you it feel would, a like bit. crystal crystallized. It was frozen. Yeah, mm-hmm. like it would freeze when you were stuck your head out. Yeah. And I was afraid it would break off. I but, know. I thought about that too, but, but no. it didn't. So. It just feels like when you have like a lot of hair gel in or something, mm-hmm. you couldn't really move it at all yeah and then you could crunch it yeah but that was interesting i've never had that experience Mm-mm. before um, my first hot spring mm-hmm. and then we went to the there's like a ice museum mm-hmm. so there's like a igloo type thing and then they have um a bunch of ice sculptures and stuff in there it's basically a church Made out of solid ice blocks. Yeah, it did like, look like a church. Yeah. It, yeah, it was very cool. So we walked through, and you can see this guy's workshop. Mm-hmm. And he it's just like this guy that works there. He's been working there for a long time. But, yeah, you can see how he cuts the ice and all the... makes all these different shapes and mm-hmm. sculptures out of them. And There's, like, four rooms, so you can, like, stay there. Oh, if like little floats. hideaways. Yeah, mm-hmm. You can like rent out those rooms, but they're literally just like blocks of ice. Like the bed is a block of ice. Well, so like as you enter, mm-hmm. there's like a lobby area, I guess, to right. keep the cool air in. It's like a, you know, just a waiting area. Waiting area, yeah. yeah. And so everybody has to get in and they have to close that door that leads outside. Mm-hmm. And there's a second door that opens to the workshop, like I mentioned. And then you walk 
a ways past that, and then it opens up to this big room, uh, very high ceilings. There's literally like a like a like a castle, like a stone tower, like a castle would have, except it's made of ice, mm-hmm. and everything we describe is made of ice, literally. Yeah. Um, and there's like, uh, there's like a woman, like sculpture. Mm-hmm. There was a dragon, I'm pretty sure, mm-hmm. somewhere in there, mm-hmm. and there's also a, you like a stage. Yeah, where like people, a bar. Well, that's to the right. Yeah, I was talking about where you get you can get married there. Oh, yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, um, but yeah, it's just a big wide room. It's like a, seems like exhibits, but yeah, to the right was this giant bar, mm-hmm. um, with stools. So the only thing that like really wasn't ice was like the stools. They had covers on them, like yeah. animal fur still fit with the vibe, you know, it wasn't like yeah. velvet. It's just cause you can't sit on a uh, block of ice. Yeah. You would just make these butt cheek marks Yeah. <laughs> after a while. Um, but a part of that whole thing was getting, uh, Glacieritas. No, that was, a- I mean, sorry. What is it? Apple teenies. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. Wrong. That was the previous place time we went to Alaska. Um, <laughs> Apple teenies, which have, well, the glass itself is made out of ice. Yeah. That you drink from. So yeah. as you drink, it like melts a little. And the way they, the way they made them, it looked like, like the Northern Lights. Because it was like purple green, green. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yes. Um, but yeah, there are like rooms you can stay there, but it's so cold. I don't know how they would, yeah, how you do that. But some people do it. Yeah, I mean it's like a thing to do if mm-hmm. you if you want to do that. You wouldn't have to drive on that icy road coming in. But yeah, there wasn't per- a bathroom in there, so. Oh goodness. You'd have to leave for that. Yeah, at night. Yeah. Um, but. And after we had left the ice museum, they let you break the mm-hmm. the the glass the ice yeah cup ice cup I don't know what to call it apple teeny cup made of ice glass yeah that was fun mm-hmm. and then we got massages but that was just a fun like yeah couples thing um, which I didn't ask for I'm okay with it though like, you're welcome yeah. yeah I don't really get massages ever. Hardly. It's only with you. <laughs> I guess that's normal. Uh, Anyways. So, yeah, we drive back from... from <coughs> no, we went up the mountain there. Oh, god! Like, we stayed there. I forgot we stayed. Well, we no, didn't stay there, but like, yes. we stayed there really late, like 3 a.m. That's right. I, yeah, I was like, we didn't stay and the we night we rode, there. like, a tank up the mountain. Had, had tank treads on it. It was like a... Yeah. Like a... Uh, yeah, just like a snowmobile type yeah. thing, but it was all it's like a rectangle of metal yeah. in an engine, and it had just tank yeah. treads on but it. But you go up, and it's just like, yes. like, and you're also like going straight up, so you're all like falling into each other. Mm-hmm. Like everyone on the there was like ten people in each car thing. So this excursion was something we had signed up for to go up on, on this the mountain. mountain to see the Northern Lights. Yeah, yeah. So you wouldn't have to walk, obvi- obviously, and. Yeah, the only way up was with this tank, but it was the most uncomfortable ride <laughs> in my life. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Straight up, everybody. There's no seatbelt, so everybody just kind of slides to mm-hmm. the back. And we were in the back, of course. Rushing. Yeah. <laughs> and so there's these people you've never met before, like yeah. two inches Very away intimate. from your face, <laughs> and you're just like trying not to get smashed against the wall. Mm-hmm. It was great because yeah. <laughs> once we get up 
to the top. It, yeah, it start three a.m. was the. No, it started at started like at ten. Ten, yeah. But it was like until until 3 yeah. It was an all night thing. It was crazy. Yeah. So yeah, right away, ten a, ten p.m. That's when yeah, it started. Yeah, and then last we all time. are supposed to go into. There's like a like a yurt at the top mm-hmm. of the thing that's heated warmth, and it has um like hot, hot cocoa stuff mm-hmm. like that, some chairs, and um so we go in there for like orientation basically like they're telling you like what you can what you can't do how best to get the northern lights and i turn around and ethan's gone like he never came into the yurt with us because he's already off on the mountain like trying to get them (laughs) yeah but they're like be careful because there's like certain trails uh they're not really like super well marked but basically like you could walk too far off of like the more traveled areas and just like fall through the snow because it's really, really deep. And then I turn and then I'm like, Ethan's not in here. He's probably in the snow right now. Yeah. Okay. So right (laughs) when the doors open, I just sprint out and Heather's standing by this tree. So I'm like, okay, I'm putting all my stuff here. I'm taking one camera with me. I'm going to go run out that way Mm -hmm. because I can see like, Mm -hmm. you know, like things start to happen already, but they were, but I missed this entire orientation warning me, uh, not to run off by yourself. Yeah. Uh, not to run off the road, and to also listen to these very important rules, please, because you don't want to miss out on them. But I didn't. I wasn't there for anything. I didn't even know there's an orientation going on. So yeah, they I didn't really say that. I'll I'll give you credit. Yeah. On that one. They didn't say hang around once you get yeah. off. So I knew where the yurt was, mm-hmm. and I knew where the northern lights were. So <laughs> I was good. Like I don't know why else I what else I need to wait for. Right. Um. But yeah, I do get off the road a little and then I just sink into the snow like waist deep. Yeah. So you can tell where the, uh, you, well, you can't really tell where the road ends and begins, but it's just like a more well-traveled. It is also super dark. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I fell into the snow and I was like, Oh, it's not like I look around and there's literally no one around me. I was like, it's not safe here. No. Like a, like a, <laughs> I don't know. I disturb Whoops. some wolves. Yeah. <laughs> they just bite my head off. I'm just a head sticking <laughs> out of the ground. But I was still setting up. And uh, yeah. Then I run back for more gear. Mm-hmm. And Heather was informing me about all the rules I just broke. I'm like, <laughs> oh, I didn't hear any of that. Uh, yeah. We made some friends while we were there. Like, you just kind of hang out in this yurt and mm-hmm. keep warm mm-hmm. and then run outside and come back and yeah you like run outside see him for a little bit same concept as go inside because it's freezing Mm -hmm. yeah yeah but this night was much more cloudy than the previous Mm -hmm. nights and you could still see them like i still got footage and stuff Mm -hmm. but it was just different than the first than the first night you know it wasn't it was just a little more cloudy and it's crazy how one night can make such Mm -hmm. a huge difference and Mm -hmm. you know on this mountain you're supposed to be able to see them better but Mm-hmm. On a normal night, you would, but, um, but, but I. But that's the thing with the yeah. northern lights, like. Yeah. You, yeah, like conditions, weather conditions matter. Mm-hmm. And what's weird is that they are still light. So in the long exposure, the photos you can see them like reflect, basically get kind of enhanced mm-hmm. a little bit by the clouds too, and it would light up the clouds. And it would yeah. light up the ground at the same time. So it was just like, whoosh, like mm-hmm. sometimes. And yeah, 
uh, I got some cool time lapses of that happening. Yeah. Uh, but this one was mostly like, if I remember correct, like ribbons going across the sky. Yeah. And it was just it like, almost looked like lightning. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and uh, that was, and this was still, I had some friendly friends but this wasn't like an all-night thing like you know i still talk to only people only till 3 a.m but this one had a lot more space than the previous one did like you could to, go yeah wander off like a panorama of the mountain so you could go kind of away for a ways and yeah um that was really cool but yeah that night i remember the park people like the people that were there um mm-hmm. on the excursion like the workers they were communicating with people around and they said that night you could see uh, the Northern Lights as far south as Colorado. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Wow. Just the other day, they had that one uh, storm oh, yeah. or whatever. And you could see them in New Mexico. Mm-hmm. Like red ones. Yeah. Northern Lights. So, like I said, solar maximum. They're getting more and more powerful. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah. That night was cool as well. Mm-hmm. And then we rode the tanks back down. Oh, and then we had to drive drive. two hours back Mm -hmm. to our hotel. And we almost crashed. Well, yeah. So uh, that road, like I said, solid block of ice. No no friction Mm -hmm. whatsoever. So you had to go very slow. Mm -hmm. But also, like, it didn't matter how fast you went. It didn't. You just happened to, like, hit a spot. And then it was, like, we were just, like, going towards... The guardrail. The guardrail, and there was, like, nothing that we could do about it. And then all of a sudden, it was just, like, mm, Yeah. And went back. And I kept driving. And then we just kept going, and I don't think we talked the rest of the way. It was, like, we were, like... <laughs> we were, like, oh, my gosh. Fa- horizontal, like, you know, yeah. we faced... And then we just... It just feels like... And then we were just back. It, it feels like we were going straight towards it and going to yeah. hit it, and then all of a sudden, I blinked, and it was just facing yeah. straight again. And it was, like, one of those moments, too, where we're just, like, like, we both knew what was happening, but, like, there's nothing you can do. Like, you can't really even, like, panic. There's no point in panicking. And so it's just, like, okay. Yeah. But, and then when we got back to um, the Aurora Villa, I remember I was, like, whoa, like, they're still happening. And then, like, we, we were looking in the sky, and you could see, like, the light changing and stuff. Uh, it was the sunrise. Mm-hmm. It was not the Northern Lights. <laughs> yeah. But I remember being like, whoa. That one's a giant ball. <laughs> well, it wasn't. Shut up. It was like. The... This one's a big yellow ball. <laughs> it's lighting up the whole sky. <laughs> it's coming from the. It was cloudy. It was just that you could see like the yeah. light. Change. It wasn't. Whatever. Coming from gonna... the east. I don't have to explain myself to you. It's the Eastern light. Anyways. Yeah. So, what did we do next? Uh, what do you mean, what did we do next? So we the, just went to Denali. The day we wandered around, our first full in Fairbanks, day there yeah. in Fairbanks, we wandered around and went to the visitor center. Which is not something we normally do. We never do that. <laughs> um, but that's how focused on the Northern Lights we were. Yeah, we were like, what else is mm-hmm. there to do here? But we get to the visitor center and the lady that works there she was like have you ever been to denali and mm-hmm. how far was it two it was two hours two hours right so we planned 
that to be our last day mm-hmm. um, to just drive up to Denali. Because mm-hmm. we had all day to yeah. get our, like our plane was at like 11 mm-hmm. p.m. I think. Like I even paid an extra night at the Aurora Villa. Oh, I think I had to because you had like a minimum or something. But like we still had our reservation like that night and then we just like came back and slept until we had to like leave to go to the airport. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah. anyways. Yeah. yeah. But it was a snow-covered Denali this time. Yeah. Um, and all the little shops and visitor centers and everything going mm-hmm. into Denali, they were all closed. Yeah. Um, as soon season. as I realized that we could, like, go, like, it was, like, within driving distance and, like, feasible, like, I was just so excited. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we have a fantastic uh, snowy drive going mm-hmm. to Denali. The road there is Much perfectly better, fine. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, getting in... The Denali, the it you could only go a certain fifteen miles, fifteen miles in. into the mm-hmm. park, which is plenty. Yeah, but uh, yeah, Ranger Burns is who. Yeah, and he explained that to he us. He recommended renting snowshoes, and I was like, and mm, we were like, no, no thanks. Um. Snow well, shoes. we also we knew that we couldn't like do a whole ton of exploring and hiking. Like mm-hmm. basically, we were there to like see, just like hang out a bit, mm-hmm. walk around. Um, but there wasn't a whole lot we could do because we didn't have enough time. Mm-hmm. But we probably should have rented the snowshoes. Yeah, I said no to snowshoes because what the heck are you going to use those for? Walking in the snow, mm-hmm. the deep snow that I was falling through the night mm-hmm. before? Like, yeah. Like, oh, well, this I fell is... through up to my, like, mid-thigh. He said, he said it was the most snow... That Denali has ever gotten in recorded history. Yeah. Eight feet <laughs> or something? casually. I don't remember how much it was, but yeah. It was eight feet, I think. Mm-hmm. That's taller than me, mm-hmm. the amount of snow. Oh, there was like like places where it had been pushed back like from like the parking lot and stuff, and it was Well, that's because they pushed more snow on top of itself, but... Well... Right? Yeah, but I'm just saying. Mm. Well, we did get to the part where it was super deep. And so there's little plants like sticking out of the ground. Yeah. At certain parts. So you can kind of, yeah, like there's no trail. Like you're on the trail. Yeah. But there's no trail anymore because mm-hmm. it's what, snow. What trail was it? It was just Mountain Vista Trail, I think it was called. I guess so. Yeah, but yeah. there's probably like a little. We couldn't see anything. No, you, you just knew see it. you were walking towards this river. Right. And then back. And it was pretty. Was the was it the alpine type area? You mm-hmm. get more clear views and less trees. Mm-hmm. Fifteen miles in, but that's the Mountain Vista Trail in Denali. Uh, so yeah, there was like not very many cars in the parking lot either. No. But we walked out. Um, well, yeah, the little plants I was talking about. Those are like the tops of like trees, like that are growing f- that are a few feet high though. That's the oh. tops of them. Because as we were walking, you could see like little spots, like deeper mm-hmm. points, and you like fell yeah. like, into the snow. I guess I didn't realize mm-hmm. that. Yeah, we were like walking. I mean, I knew I fell into it. Yeah. But we we're like walking on top of trees. It did feel, it felt different because I've been like walking on snow on a mountain and you like fall through, and that's like really, that's a really scary feeling. Mm-hmm. But. I didn't feel, like, scared when I was, like, falling through the snow there. Mm-hmm. Like, it was just kind of, like, 
lighthearted, like, whoops. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it didn't feel, like, scary. No. It was, I mean, mm-hmm. not that Even though it was, deep. like, yeah, mid-thigh. <laughs> but you did take a step. That was, I'll never forget, you just go whoop, straight into the snow, like, all of a sudden. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah, I was using the tripod as, like, a, a stick yeah. to test. I should have just let you front. in front of me. No, then I couldn't get footage of you falling into the I guess snow. that's true. Um, but, yeah, one of the coolest spots that we've ever been to was that little, it's like a little creek mm-hmm. that was just running through, and there was, like, bits of ice that were kind of over it, mm-hmm. but it was still flowing. It was very peaceful. There's a little bench yeah. out there. and then the mountains are, like, way, like, way off in the distance, but, yeah, it was just, it was beautiful. So how would you compare that to Kenai in terms of beauty? Well, they're completely different because mm-hmm. it's like covered in snow. I don't know. I think it was, to me, it was, obviously it was beautiful because it's just like pure white snow. And then just all this like untouched landscape. Um, but you're just also like alone. Like, it was so peaceful there. And just, like, watching the little, like, I don't know what type of birds they were, but they were just these little, like, white snowboard birds, like, hopping around. And mm-hmm. I don't know. It just felt peaceful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How much better can you get than that? Because you like water. You, that's, your, that's your thing. Yeah. Flowing all I need water. to, I just need to be next to some flowing water and I can sit there for hours. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So just being in that moment was really neat. Mm-hmm. Um, right. And it wasn't something I expected either because like, it was like, we're here to see the Northern Lights, which is amazing seeing that in itself. Like, holy cow. But then we also got to see Denali in the winter and it's just like this winter wonderland like it's i mean it was wild like when we saw it in the summer like you can feel how wild it is but in the winter it was just like like it had taken itself back over you know Mm-hmm. yeah it was like sleeping mm-hmm. in a way like not much wildlife mm-hmm. not much traffic mm-hmm. it was just calm yeah even more calm than, like, I don't know. It's That's, it was, a, that's the calmest I've ever, mm-hmm. like, felt, yeah. Yeah. You thought, you thought you felt calm before, but now this is advanced calm. Advanced calm, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, and then I was just looking for moose or something, like. Yeah. But they none, none showed. No. And then there's some people from France that walked up mm-hmm. in their snowshoes, yeah. and they just, like, we're super far away. Yeah, like we could see we them coming them. forever. Yeah, and then, yeah, they made their way over, and we just talked and said, hey, and then they left. But they didn't see any bears or moose either. Yeah. Um. But, yeah, that was pretty special. Yeah. So we, it was basically three out of three for days, like, yeah. cool activities. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we drove, we were driving back to Fairbanks and we like stopped at this there wasn't like a lot of places to eat along the way like between and so we like stopped at this 
restaurant in like this hotel, but it was like very, you could tell that it was like, it was like very, had like dive bar vibes and like there was a bunch of like local people there. So it was just like fun to pretend to be Alaskans for the day. Yes. Because I think we were the only tourists there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was really cool. Like mm-hmm. their kitchen, as they you, all like knew each other. As you walked in, their kitchen was just like in the bar. Like imagine a U-shaped bar, you know, bartender behind it, but then like across from that is a grill mm-hmm. where they're making your food at. Yeah. It's like right, right there. Yeah, and yeah. it was good. It was very good. Um. So then, and that we, was we drove back and we took a nap in our hotel room. A short and nap. Then it was time to. Get ready to get on the plane and go home. That was our last visit to Alaska. Mm-hmm. What are we going to go back again for, do you think? Um, I I am interested in like doing a, like a smaller cruise, kind of mm. like I talked about. Um, I would want to see Kenai again. Mm. I would want to see Denali. Basically, I would be fine doing... Like, what I've already done, because it's going to be different every time. Yes. You know? Um, not. Ne- I know that there's a couple of um, spots in Alaska that, like, smaller towns that I've, like, heard about, like, Homer and stuff that were supposed to be really cool to visit that I would want to see. And then also, um, there's, like, other national parks there, too. Like, we've been to, like, two out of five or six that are there. Cat May, where the salmon jump. Mm-hmm. The bears catch them. Cat May, whatever. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and there's, like, two more. Maybe even three, yeah. Gate to the Arctic. One of them is, like, you can only get to it by... Like, it's very hard to get to. A national park? I think park? it's kind of similar to Juno. Yeah, one of the national parks. Gate to the Arctic? I don't know which one. Well, that's, like, the super north... Oh, well, there's one that's just, like, very difficult to get to. Probably that one. Like, uh, you have to have a, like, boat plane. Oh, a boat plane? A, bo- a boat or a plane. Boat, boat plane. slash plane. Hovercraft? Yeah. That's what I would have wanted, driving on those roads. Yeah, no kidding. The bumper car? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't know if I would rent a car again in the, if we were visiting in the winter. How'd we get around? I don't know. Bus? That's the thing is like there wasn't as much stuff, yeah, open and running. Not yeah, a, not a, not not much is available. Yeah. Um. So the best time to visit is in the summer. But if you want to see the Northern Lights, that's not true. Unless you want to see the Northern Lights, because the best time to go is in the springtime. Yeah. Which is, uh, it's the so the sun is still on like a twelve-ish hour cycle because mm-hmm. it's in springtime between seasons. Summertime, daytime all the time. Winter. Nighttime all the time. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Springtime, you still get nighttime, but also the skies are more likely to be clear. Mm. It's not going to be snowing all the time. Okay. Right? Like I was going to ask why. Like in the it winter. It would be better to go in winter. Yeah. That the conditions are more likely to line up for you. Yeah. They still happen, you know, all parts of the year. Yeah. But that's when the you get the best bang for your buck with the northern lights. And you have to go somewhere north usually to see them before before we 
move on into anything else. What did the Northern Lights like? I know we already talked about what they looked like, but how did they make you like feel? Good question. So I think upon the initial approach as I was getting ready and everybody was being like, it was just a, a buzz in the air. Like literally there was something going on in space right mm-hmm. now. And it's like a cosmic event that, you know, you, you keep, you can, Oh, you can explain it. I can talk about solar cycles and coronal mass ejections, but like what actually makes a moment like that happen where somebody, a group of people can experience it together. And mm-hmm. all these people, random walks of life mm-hmm. all come together, you know, Vanessa way. And it was like uh, us two, we both happened to be there and it meant a lot more to me because we both kept each other awake. Right. Mm-hmm. Like who knows if I was by myself, I wouldn't have had somebody advising me cause she was experienced. And so anyway, as you sum all of this up, it just becomes an experience and not just an event that can be explained by science. Mm-hmm. Right. Like it's, it's the, the memory that matters for the rest of all of our lives, everyone that was there. Mm-hmm. And you and I both experience in different ways, but then we can both come together and talk about our both, you know, our, our shared experience. Yeah. Because in the end, everybody experiences something different, like everything differently. Right. We all perceive everything differently. Depends on your past experience. Mm-hmm at that moment and so how it felt like everything I just said there there is not one single feeling that can describe an individual experience but so if I had to say certain feelings it would be probably like a it was a weird like oneness with the earth right because you're like I know you don't have to be doing this right now. Yeah. And the earth is like, yeah, you don't have to be here either. Mm-hmm. Like we both don't care, like pretend not to care about each other where we're just like not communicating somehow. Yeah. Where the Northern lights are like, oh no, if you take a photo of me, I'll be super beautiful. Mm-hmm. Like that's your fault for doing it. And I'm like, oh, you're here now on a clear sky. I'm going to take a photo of you. Like mm-hmm. it's weird. And you know, there's, there's a lot of, there was I like I, since I was so numb too, mm-hmm. like the hairs on my neck didn't stand up because I couldn't feel them. You know, it was just like I couldn't smile. I couldn't. I could only just breathe. So mm-hmm. it was me and my breath, and then this crazy light that was just shining mm-hmm. and illuminating the ground green and yeah. purplish, and it felt wonderful. It's beautiful. Yeah. Because, I mean, somebody I know, my dad, might call me a hippie. But Mm -hmm. (laughs) whenever I talk about, like, this kind of stuff, like, it's it's the, if we don't think, as John Muir says, when one pulls, uh, when one pulls at a single thing in nature, they find that it's connected to the rest of the world. Mm-hmm. And so I could just trace 
back the northern lights and say, hey, so this is because of this, the sun. Oh, the sun also is what keeps yeah. us alive or, you know, brightens our day. Gets all of our, like, the sun is required for so many things. Yeah. But then the earth is also, like, protecting us against it mm-hmm. at the same time. Mm, which yeah. is a very weird relationship, but we're all, it's like a connection. Like, we don't want the sun to explode yeah. and hit us with a solar flare. Then all of our electronics mm-hmm. will go out. But it's like, but also little solar flares are really beautiful. Yes. And create the northern lights. Mm-hmm. So. The last solar flare, like, biggest, the Earth was hit with a direct solar flare in, like, the 1800s, 1860s or something, mm-hmm. before we had electricity. Mm-hmm. It's called the Carrington event. Mm-hmm. And so what it did was show Northern Lights so vivid and so beautiful, like it just illuminated the earth, but also you could see them as far south as Cuba. Oh, wow. So basically how powerful, the more powerful they are, the more it like leaks over the earth. Yeah. You know, and no other planet in our solar system has the, the atmosphere, like the, this sort of reaction. I mean, other planets do have auroras. Mm-hmm. Um, but it doesn't work quite the same as the earth. Yeah. So I'll, basically we're lucky. Like, it's crazy it's just, that we're like yeah. here when we're here, able to experience anything really. Yeah. Like it's just, it's pretty cool. Well, tracing it all back, like it's impossible that we're even here right now mm-hmm. as people on earth. Right. So, like, the odds of that... None of it makes sense. Odds of that are so low. Mm -hmm. And then it's like... So, yeah, that's why oneness with the earth, right? You can drive yourself nuts thinking about how everything connects to everything, right? But, like, just knowing that it's all connected somehow Mm -hmm. is much more comforting. Like, you know... Yeah, exactly. It's like, I don't have to know why... Why, yeah. ...this is going on. Who cares? Like, it's just cool. Yeah. I know that when I, like, touch a tree, like, you can feel... You can literally feel, like, energy from it. Like, it's all... Hippie. I know. I was kidding. So, like, because of all the context that you, you're aware of that came before this tree. Right. Right? Like, mm-hmm. everything that led up to this moment of this tree being here now. Yeah. So, literally everything it has It makes its... the moment even more beautiful. And then we as humans just like to tell stories about things like the, the whispers of our ancestors or the trees mean mm-hmm. this. And that's literally why I think we're, if there was a reason, many reasons why we're here around whatever, but it's humans. What we want to do is just form a story and a narrative around everything. Mm-hmm. Like it doesn't matter if it's the whispers of your ancestors or a geomagnetic storm. It creates it's beautiful either way. It creates the same feeling. Mm hmm. It, it just is the Northern Lights in the end. Mm-hmm. And that's why it's easy just to say it instead of explaining it. <laughs> true. Yeah. Very true. And so then tracing it back to the moment, why describe a moment or in the moment, right? You're not trying to say this is why it's like literally just happening. Mm-hmm. And that's all you need to know. Okay. I won't ask any more questions. You I'm don't, just kidding. You can. I'm just saying. <laughs> When you're experiencing the Northern Lights, just enjoy them. Exactly. And try not to freeze. Yeah. Because yeah. I, I can do that. I will, if I were to uh, go back to Alaska to see the Northern Lights again, 
there was this cool place, but I, again, I like book things not super far in advance. Um, and so we were able to get like a really cool place with floor to ceiling windows, but there is this place with like, um, there with like dome, it's like a glass dome. So like you can literally just like be laying in bed Mm -hmm. and then like you can just see them above you. Yes. So I think I would do that. But if we do wind up, the plan is to go to Iceland, hopefully, mm-hmm. 2025. Yes. So there's probably something like that in Iceland. I'll try is. to plan that one more in advance. Yeah. Uh, Iceland is another spot to see the Northern Lights. And 2025 would be the solar maximum, as I've been saying mm-hmm. this entire time. Um so that would probably be cool. Just being in one spot, waiting it out three or four nights, yeah. you know, and just having each night to have its own mm-hmm. whatever. Hopefully good conditions, but you never know. By then we'll have a lot of a lot more vacation days racked up. So maybe we can stay for more than three nights. Maybe. <laughs> we'll see. Anyways, anything else? Any other experience? How did you feel about the Northern Lights? You want to get into that? or? No, that's okay. I think you did it justice. I did talk a lot. That's all right. Um, well, cool beans. What a gentle little, like a, like a, may a curtain of light be just laid upon you tonight as you go to sleep or whatever time it is <laughs> uh, you're listening to this. Yeah. Um, just be as gentle as light. You're so cute. Okay. Well, we'll see you later. All right. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening.